You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time now for the Bob Melvin Show, presented by Nest Betting. The three-time manager of the year sits down with Chris Townsend, exclusively on A's Cast. Visit nestbetting.com today. Here now is Chris Townsend. And it's now time for the Bob Melvin Show, presented by nestbetting.com. Nestbetting.com right now is a great special going. They'll take 10% off the entire order when you use the code ATHLETICS inside the cart when you're buying your bed at nestbedding.com. So that's 10% bed, pillows, sheets, the whole deal, nestbedding.com. Bob Melvin joins us from Wrigley Field. Skip, how are we doing today? Doing okay. Lost a tough one last night, but we came back nicely and really we're about a quarter of a swing away from, from getting the lead there with Marcus Simeon flying out to the wall. So, you know, we got a little momentum late in the game. We feel good going into tonight. You know, the thing about your team, and it's really been the hallmark ever since you've been here, is that your team's going to play all 27 outs. They're going to grind it. And even in a tough loss, there's been a, you know quite a few tough losses this year. What is it about your squad where your guys never give up? Well, I think offensively we just kind of played into that. And, you know, it's been for a couple years now. It's all the walk-off wins we've had in Oakland and all the late-inning late dramatics. So, you know, even we we get down four runs yesterday, even though we weren't doing anything offensively other than just Marcus's home run, uh, once we got into their bullpen, we had a pretty good feeling. And I thought, you know, everybody thought we were going to finish it off. We just came up a little bit short. You know, Marcus Simeon, the way he's been playing lately, the way he's been playing all season long, and the fact that he plays every single day, I, I, I know you love your shortstop. And the fan base absolutely loves him. A local kid. Obviously, both of you guys are Cal Bears. But just talk about just how Marcus Simeon such a pro, and he brings it every single day for you. Yeah, he's a pro's pro, and, and it rubs off on our guys. You know, sometimes if guys get a little run down or whatever, they take a look at Marcus and watch him work every day and watch how he prepares for every game and how he's ready for it physically, mentally. Uh, he gets his sleep. He eats well. He works out in the gym. He, he just does everything that you you would hope for a guy uh, to do at, at the big league level. And he's ready to play 162. He wants nothing, you know, about a day off. So he's a good resource for everybody here. So Nick Martini grew up in Crystal Lake, Illinois, about 45 minutes northwest of Wrigley Field. He has that great at bat last night, and then hits the jack. I don't know if you got to see it. I, you probably didn't. He had a ton of family there, and they went absolutely berserk when he hit the home run. His sister's, like, crying and look at people going, that's my brother. Did you get a chance to even see any of that? Yeah, we knew about it. And, and boy, you know, it's even though we were down in the game, you have to reflect and, and understand what just happened. I mean, I got goosebumps on that one. And he put together such a great at-bat like he typically does. You know, one of the last things maybe you expect him to do is hit a home run because he's not a home run hitter, but, you know, got himself into a position where he got a breaking ball that sped him up a little bit and, and put a good swing after literally wearing out C-Shack. So 
uh, to get to that point. But we did know about it. I didn't see it firsthand. I saw some of the video later and more that, 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 you know, you know, baseball can be great. And there's some great stories and some subtle stories within a game. That was really, really terrific last night. Yeah, that, that was, that was a lot of fun seeing that and, uh, watching the sister cry and just mom and, uh, it tells you why baseball is so special. For you, being back at Wrigley Field, you played a lot of your career in the National League. What's it like for you to go back and visit truly one of the great venues in all of American sports? Yeah, I was trying to figure out when the last time I was here, and there's so many, you know, they have such upgrades here. If you see the clubhouse now, it's completely different than it used to be. And you look out on the field and the scoreboards and the LED boards, and they have more you know, seats on the buildings across the street. So it's been a while since I've been here. We did, you know, as with the Diamondbacks, we won a division series against the Cubs back in 2007. Um, and I think the last time I probably here was 2008 or nine. So it's been a while, but this is, this is hollowed ground. And, and you really feel like you're playing baseball in a, in a museum, um, you know, with the history and everything that comes about. Our guys were really excited about getting here yesterday and taking batting practice and, and kind of seeing what Wrigley had to offer. And then we have an exciting game on top of that with a packed house on a Monday night. So it's a pretty good place to play. And what's what's so fascinating about Wrigley Field is how it can play, like you can play three, four straight days at Wrigley Field, and each day the park can play different. Talk about how wind blowing in, wind blowing out. Like the park is just different on a day-to-day basis, and you never know when playing in the Midwest. Yeah, it's the pebble beach of, of, of baseball parks. And, you know, when it blows in, they'll, they'll play a little bit differently. They'll, they'll take those shift bunts and they'll try to play a little bit more small ball. And when it's going out, they just try to swing up and get it in the air as you saw some balls go out last night. So it, it is two different parks when it's blowing in and blowing out. And when it's blowing in, you know, is, is, is well known as it is for home runs here. Unless you hit a line drive topspin, you're not going to get it out when it's blowing full scale in. So, you know, last night was one of those nights it was blowing out. Uh, I haven't been out there to say what the conditions are today, but it is two different parks depending on the wind. How nice is it that you're on a road trip, but you're never going to have to leave the same hotel. You're going to be at the Ritz the whole time. This is something that a lot of you have never seen before in your careers. Yeah, I've never experienced it. You know, we've had a, a L.A. and Anaheim trip, but we had to, you know, move hotels. But this is the first time we've stayed in the same hotel for a week and, and have an off day in the middle of it, too. So my understanding is there's some pretty good uh, restaurants here in town as well. So <laughs> we're going to get a chance to, to go see, you know, maybe frequent a couple of those. We have some day games. We have an off day. So it's, it's a nice week-long trick trip that I've never experienced before. Yeah, it's crazy. You got a day game, then you got an off day, and then you got another day ga- a Friday day game. You got three straight nights you can have fun in Chicago. No doubt. And then sometimes, you know, in the past maybe that was a little bit of a concern. You know, you always worried about coming in here, especially day games after night games with all there is to do late at night here, but you know, our group of guys is uh, a little different nowadays. You don't have the guys going out as much and doing all that uh, to where you're, you're walking in at 4 o'clock in the morning and playing a day game. So I'm not as concerned about this crew. But uh, the fact that they get to go out, a lot of the families are here. They get to spend some family time and, and really experience the city. It's kind of cool. Matt Chapman is really in a rut right now. How do you get him back on track? He'll be fine. I mean, you know, everybody goes through a rut It. it some point in time during the season and you know his one hit in his last what 25 or whatever was a game winning homer off of josh Hader. so 
you know, we have some guys picking him up like he does our team. He's literally a guy that can carry a team on his back for a while. So, you know, maybe in a little bit of a rut, we don't worry about him too much. Uh, I'll take his one good game. He'll be back doing what he normally does. I think of a guy who's an absolute godsend for you, and he was a Rule 5 pick. Who knew that he'd be so valuable all these years later when he first came to the A's? Mark Canna was a guy you thought, ah, maybe DH, play a little first. Can he play third? He's now your everyday center fielder. He's also a guy that had hip surgery and missed quite a bit of a season a couple of years ago. I mean, I would have never thought of Mark Canna as an everyday center fielder. What's that like for you to be able to put him out there every single day since Ramon Laureano has been hurt? It really is. It's amazing. I mean, it's, you know, when we first got him here and watching him play a little first, a little outfield, you're thinking maybe DH. And, you know, he's worked really hard to make himself a, a very serviceable first baseman. He plays all the outfield positions. And his defensive metrics in center field are now plus. So it, it takes a lot of hard work to do that. He's got that bone in him for sure. Um, but to do what he's done here this year, and when Matt Olson's down, he's playing first. When Stephen Biscotti's down, he's playing right. When Chris Davis was down, he DH'd and I think hit five home runs in like 12 games. And now, uh, you know, Loredano's down and, and he's playing center field for us and he's still being productive offensively. Not an easy job. Uh, he loves it. He embraces it. And he's one of the best in the game at being able to do what he does. Well, I think of two of the guys that you have, Mark Cannon and Chad Pender. You know, Pender, you can put anywhere on the diamond also. In today's baseball as a manager where you're going to have 13 guys in your bullpen, just how valuable is it to have two guys that can play anywhere, but not only play anywhere, but they're really good at wherever they play defensively. Yeah, and the production on top of that, both of them home run hitters and guys that are impact bats. You don't you don't normally get guys like that. And, you know, you see a lot of guys that are versatile in today's game, but, you know, be able to have two guys like that, uh, you know, when you have a bench of three guys in a, in a, in a National League game is, is really important, not only giving guys days off, um, but but being able to go in there and produce on a non-everyday basis, that's a really tough job. And uh, they're both prepared for it. They understand how we do things here and, you know, couldn't be happier with, with their production and their performance. And you brought back Dustin Garneau, and he paid off dividends right out of the gate. Uh, his first game back was, was huge. When you talk about bringing in another catcher, how important is it that he had been here before knows you, knows the clubhouse, understands how you guys do business. How important is that? That was huge. And, you know, kind of a subtle move, but but huge for us. One, he, you know, he's got the Fullerton thing, so he gets along with all these guys here, and they love him, and he fits in really well. But I hate breaking in new catchers every year, and, and you've got to feel like you have some control, and the, the catcher that goes out there has the game plan, understands the signs that I'm giving him. You know, it's kind of like a, there, there's a hidden kind of language between the manager and the catcher during the course of a game. And, you know, getting his input during the game, uh, it's very important. So to be able to get a guy that we've had here before and, and knows how we work here was really important. And like you said, it pays it paid off in his very first game. Yeah, I, a lot of people don't think about this, but that relationship between the manager and and the catcher, especially when the manager is a former catcher. This is that's your position. This is what you did. This was your living. Talk about how that relationship goes about between a manager and a catcher, especially when the manager is an ex catcher. 
Yeah, it's, you know, catchers are really, you know, the reason you've seen so many catchers in the past that are managers is because they're forced to watch the game like the manager does. There's so much communication, you know, when, he, when you're on the field with the manager, whether it's throwovers, whether it's slide steps, pitch outs, you know, inside moves, pick plays that we do, um, understanding, you know, what, what, what the scouting reports are going to be on hitters. It's, it's really important. And, and when I don't have a guy that I can rely on, it just feels like there's not a lot of control out there. So, um, it, you know, it's, it's sometimes we, we churn some guys and we have to break in some new guys, which takes some time. Um, but when you have that kind of relationship and he watches the game the way you expect him to, the kind of the way that you do, it makes it really easier and you just feel like there's a lot more control going on in the game. So Dustin's a perfect fit for us. Let's end on this. So after you get done with Chicago, you're going to come back and you're going to have a day off on Monday, and then you you start a stretch that's unbelievable. It's two against San Francisco over at their yard. It's four against Houston. It's three against the New York Yankees. Those are all at home. And then the Giants once again at home. So you go Giants on the road, then four at home against the Astros, three at home against the Yankees, and two at home against the Giants. This Talk about this stretch. This is going to be no day at the beach. No, but you know what? The schedule sometimes has some challenges. And, and the great thing about this team is we don't worry too much about what's going on next week. You know, they just worry about now, and the Cubs are a really good team. So, you know, we have our work cut out for us here, which you saw last night. Um, you know, we were talking about the same thing. We went to Houston, we went to Minnesota, and, you know, as the season goes along, it's going to be every every series is going to seem more important. We're going to be talking about the importance of the series in certain stretches. So um, I, I think what, what we really like to do is insulate in what we're doing right now, and then we'll take each series individually and expect to win those games. But, you know, if you if you look at it in totality, it's, it's a pretty, pretty severe stretch. But, uh, you know, right now we're worried about the Cubs. Yeah, I got to tell you, we also interviewed Sean Doolittle, your former player, as he's in town with the Nats taking on the San Francisco Giants. He said to say hello, and he talked about how much you meant to him and his career. The relationship you have with the ex-players has got to be one of the real special things about your job. It is, and and I, you know what, when we we trade a guy or we, you know, somebody goes free agency or whatever. It, it it there's a little bit of pain in that and and there's so many guys that have been here that I've had great relationships Sean Doolittle is one of them you know we still text back and forth during basketball season Cal and Virginia had a home and away last couple of years and you know we like to needle each other as far as that goes so we're we're very you know two three months go by it's, it's rare that that we don't at least text each other and you know the way he came up in our system and you know, went from single A to double A to triple A to the big leagues and, and pitching the seventh and eighth inning in playoff games his first year on the mound was, was pretty sensational. So uh, there are certain guys that you have a little bit more affinity for. He is definitely one of those guys. And a free spirit guy, too, on top of that. He fit in very well with the Oakland A's. Great stuff, Bob. We truly appreciate it. And uh, enjoy Chicago. Get some victories. And we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Tony. The Bob Melvin Show is brought to you by nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. If you're looking for a mattress, this is the place to go. And right now, if you use the coupon code ATHLETICS, that's the coupon code ATHLETICS, you'll get 10% off your entire order. Check them out at nestbedding.com. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.